0: Welcome back. Oh, geez. <laughs> I don't like hiccups. Was that a hiccup?
1: Yeah, I feel like when you want something to go... Oh,
0: right. Like, But also, it's the full moon. Right. In Libra. Right. Tomorrow. Balance. And also, I think with energy shifts of any kind, like, things happen like that. It's like, however your month was going along something shakes it up right when there's like whether it's a full moon new moon like whenever the energy shifts and if there's intensity behind it we have a seasonal shift right now where we are in canada along with this new this full moon Mm -hmm. that's attached to the new spring shift that we're feeling you know the birds are chirping Mm -hmm. um and you can feel it coming like this next period of spring is a big deal. Right. You know, because it's short. And then there's summer. And you know, like, we're pretty much going to be headed towards, like, halfway. Because i seen seen a, a video of somebody saying a quarter of the way into the year. Right. The first quarter of the year. That was a video. Wild. And I was like, oh my gosh, we are in the first quarter. We're almost completing. And you don't
1: see... Through all the kerfuffles in life, Mm -hmm. or even, like, your routine, like, that a quarter has gone by.
0: Yeah. And I think that's where, like, like you said, little hiccups here and there, that reminds you of how quick it can go. Right. But also, like, the change of the weather and, like, paying attention to the time, the point in time we are within the year allows you to reflect on what's happened so far, where you currently are at, you know, within the year, what your mm-hmm. goals will look like for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all the change and shake-ups that do happen, but I think there's always periods within the year where you're, like, on autopilot and life's just kind of going by right. and things are flowing and there's not many deaths or or tragedies mm-hmm. or emotional breakdowns or like you know what I mean like there's just always going to be a period where you're just like floating on by right and then there's going to a period of shakeups, and I think sometimes you get stuck in like how things are flowing mm-hmm. that when a shake-up happens you're just more irritated than maybe you regularly would be yes it's like we're ready to record this is what we do when we have um, the intention to record a episode and then there's hiccups with that. And then it's like, wait, why is this happening now? Right. But it's like, it's bound to happen. Like, every time can't be smooth. Mm. You know, I think that's how I'm looking at them now. Yeah. But um, welcome to another episode <laughs> of the Is What It Is podcast. If it's your first time here, sometimes we kind of just start off by... Ranting. Yeah. More more times than not. Or we just roll in with whatever yeah. previous thoughts we have. We don't really go into like there's no script. Yeah. Completely unscripted and filtered. We literally just roll with the thoughts at hand. <laughs> uh how you doing Otlin? I'm good, I'm good. good. It's been a lot these last few weeks. And yeah. I think time has just been tripping me up post-pandemic. Okay. And so far in the year, so much has happened. Mm -hmm. That, like, I'm like, oh, my gosh. And you made a comment earlier where you're like, oh, like, you were in Jamaica. There was a funeral. You were, like, in a whole other, like, dimension of, like, like, an experience. Mm -hmm. And then now you're back to reality and you're just kind of back into your norm but like a lot went on right and I feel like for me how I feel post trip is like a lot of things are settling the dust is settling post trip there was a buildup before the trip now the trip happened mm-hmm. you know um I buried my grandmother may she rest in peace and that came with a lot but like I didn't really process it while I was there and now the dust is settled back into my routine Having goals for like the spring, Mm -hmm. summer, my birthday in summer, the remainder of the year, whatever's clever, like whatever's coming up, but just taking that step away, even though it was just for a week and it was related to a whole bunch of other things because it was out of my norm, getting back into it, now my brain is like thinking, how can I get another version of that yeah but that's what I'm
1: talking about with hiccups because there were hiccups with the unexpected death you know hiccups Mm -hmm. with planning the flight hiccups with getting to the place being in the place Mm -hmm. hiccups Mm -hmm. with the flight coming back hiccups with getting everything back in but Mm -hmm. the one thing that I don't um like about routines is the fact that when the dust settles like you're left with your thoughts because you're already operating on autopilot in your routine. Like, it doesn't require much thought, so it leaves room for you to think about everything else. Right. You know, and sometimes that's when it, for me, it becomes really intense because it's like, I want somewhat of my job to distract me in a way you know what I mean or whatever I'm doing in my routine to distract me and it's like no sometimes like it needs to be that intense for Mm -hmm. it to leave like a mark for you to pay attention to right and it's like it's really frustrating because although we appreciate that in our like growth who has time to want to feel all of that yeah you know what I mean so it's just it's a lot Mm
0: -hmm.
1: when you think about it and I think that like I don't know why it just keeps, the word keeps coming to me. It's like I get, if you look at the actual definition, it's like the air going into the wrong area. I know I'm not describing it well, but mm-hmm. that's primarily what it is. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, if it's not supposed to be there, mm-hmm. why why did it happen? And what is it like showing me to like take my time when I'm eating, take my time when I'm drinking, right. or... You know, ha- be more present in my breath, mm-hmm. so that I'm able to take take them more. You know, equally. Yeah. Limit that ability to happen, and mm-hmm. I feel like when we don't do those moments, and then the hiccup happens, it's physically annoying. Like yeah. you don't, you don't even want. Yeah. To deal with it. Yeah. You know.
0: Percent. I agree with that. I think it also shows you like, the shifts are gonna happen. They're going to be more intense than others. They're going to be bigger or smaller than others, but they're going to happen. Uh, because I just think another year is rolling around, another cycle, you know, and the annoyances that you have with, like, how it's disrupting your daily routine, routine it also disrupts your regular routine with how you deal with, like, trauma. Mm. and like old wounds and habits and ways that you are like it's always going to come back around mm. and it's going to continue to come back around in different ways right like i'm pretty sure mercury retrograde is
1: coming, coming the around corner the corner too yeah it's like, april you just just when you think you've out you've outrun it mm-hmm. or like you've put enough distance between you and that very thing that you know is gonna come back mm-hmm. to slow things down to make you like really pay attention to like what you need to and I feel like it's great to have those things when you know why it's happening mm-hmm. but a lot of the times when the hiccups do happen you're more frustrated or putting like a lot more negative energy into it rather than looking at
0: like why it's happening yeah Mercury retrograde is April 21st to May 14th. Right, so up and coming. Um, <laughs> up and coming. Around the corner.
1: I wonder what the full moon is, is
0: meaning right now. I think what it brings up for me as we're closing out the show, we've already talked about this show called Talk. It is on Prime. I'm pretty sure you can find it anywhere else other than Prime. It came out in, like, 2003. And it's pretty much about uh, plastic surgeons who deal with everything related to that industry. Mm-hmm. It is, it's also a show, so there's drama. But it has a lot of deeper meaning. And it's kind of allowed both of us to, like, dive deep into what... You think when you think of beauty and standards and outer appearance and superficial desires, etc. hmm And, yeah. So, a lot of what this episode is based on is just some of the things that are highlighted in the show that kind of resonate with everyday life. Right. What did you find out about the full moon right now? Okay. So, just reading off of Google...
1: Um. What, in its highest energy, what Libra energy stands for, Mm -hmm. um, gives us patient compassion and willingness to understand other people's perspective. Mm. Um, On this full moon in Libra, it's important to have some boundaries around your heart, mind, and energy. These boundaries aren't meant to be harsh to others. So I think it's like creating a space of like... Um, guarding your heart or your, you know, the compassion piece that you would have for other people while other, while providing a space for people to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. But I also kind of took it as like, you should have these boundaries because if you um, are too willing to understand someone else's perspective, it may kind of bring down what you actually want. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you may grow up having resentment anyway. It
0: can backfire. It can. Mm-hmm. You can definitely It definitely backfire. can. You can definitely backfire. With this show, what I'm seeing is with a lot of the characters, what's being highlighted is the evolution of their trauma. Like whatever parts of you that are unhealed and that are related to your traumas, whether it's from childhood, whatever. As you age and as these shifts and lessons are happening for you in your life, the trauma is also evolving with you, right? So, like, if you're 8 years old, how you respond and project that trauma onto others is going to reflect where you've evolved to as an 8-year-old. Mm, mm, you know what I mean? Mm. And then when you're 16, that same trauma, wound, Whatever's unhealed in you will evolve into the 16-year-old version right. of that thing. Right. And I think it's super difficult
1: um, in the sense of, like, when you were 8 to 16, you're creating that 8-year distance of something that happened at that time. So mm-hmm. you don't really put the importance or the significant or even the magnitude of, like, how big it is... But you don't see how "quote unquote" small it is that it's pouring into sixteen to twenty-four. Yeah, you know, and then you look at it and you're like, um, "How?" And I, I think the more distance that you place between it, the harder it is to come to understand that that's what it's linked to. Yeah, and um, if that's the case, then you're not really paying attention to it, mm-hmm. and then you're like kind of. Um, building up other issues Mm -hmm. because now we're just putting the band-aid on the issue and not really dealing with the actual problem Mm -hmm. which can create other things like how it affects how you interact with other people yeah you know or your relationships with your siblings or family Mm -hmm. members and it's like for me i don't know why trauma is so negatively like hit i i know why it's hit for everyone but I mean like why we don't want to even touch it yeah like 10 foot pole keep that away from me but Mm -hmm. it's something that connects us all unfortunately Mm -hmm. um and it's
0: hard Mm -hmm. it is it's um it's something that I think we've all just learned ways to keep it down and to keep moving and operating through your daily routine and carry it with you. Mm-hmm. And then you get to a point where you realize it's been eight years of me having this. I'm eight years older, but I still have this. I may be a different version of who I am, mm-hmm. but so is this trauma. Like, how I'm expressing this trauma is a different way right? Now, but it's the same right. thing. right? And I think, right. just like you said, 16 to 24, you take it 24 to 32, what does that look like?
1: That's a really good point of putting the different version of trauma. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think that... Um, I didn't even rationalize it to that way. Mm-hmm. Like, it's still... Yeah, it's still the same thing, but how will it manifest if you've developed, like,
0: different ways of mm-hmm. coping with like it? Like, you've healed other things in that time. You've evolved in many other ways in those eight years. Right. But there, I feel like until you're until you face certain things, there's still going to be trauma and like wounds and triggers that are going to come up for you. Right. And how they are triggered and how you, like you said, manifested or how it's projected, how it's just around you and in your environment is going to change based on where you're at in your evolution. Right. You know, like uh, I think burying family members and like, Knowing and believing that I have ancestors watching me, those that I don't know, that have come before me, and there's even a tie there, energetically, Mm. Mm. but also knowing that a lot of them died, regardless of how old they were. With things unresolved, Mm -hmm. with parts Mm -hmm. undiscovered or Mm -hmm. healed in the time that they were here.
1: And I think what makes it even more messed up is because it's not healed and worked on, Mm -hmm. you don't realize what you pass on through the bloodline or through Mm -hmm. the generation or through your experience with other people. And that starts to show up, Mm -hmm. you know, more often in whatever version that it's manifested into. Mm -hmm. And I think that it becomes so like septic yeah like it shuts down so many forms of yourself Mm -hmm. even how you like um trust other people you know Mm -hmm. if trust is your trauma or mistrust is your trauma Mm -hmm. and I feel like even in that example it's like the next eight years are gonna fly by with you having that chip there whether or not like you're dealing with it and how much heavier will it be in eight years? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I think that we've become so accustomed to the weight that it's difficult to want to let it go because, like, you've identified with it so much, or unsubconsciously through not um, choosing to take the time to e- even feel it. I feel like the moment that we stop feeling it and thinking that it's like something that's going to dissipate. Um, instead of looking at avenues on how to work on it,
0: mm-hmm. we're
1: not really sharing the best parts of ourselves with other people,
0: yeah.
1: you know, and that's, that's scary.
0: It is. It's very scary because it just shows you, like, when certain things are healed for you, you, one, have an awareness of, like, how you were limited. Right. Related to that and, like, opportunities people relationships like it all makes sense then why certain things couldn't work out why you weren't ready for that why if it happened then it wouldn't really work out right like I just think it just brings it all together Mm -hmm. but I think if we all would allow ourselves to just be a bit more vulnerable and then have the stronger inner relationship you would understand like you would heal quicker You know, like, I think guilt, shame, um, ego, pride, like, all of those things can block what you're willing or open to, like, um, facing Mm. within your life and Mm. your experience. And Mm. it's like, let's say you die tomorrow and there's unresolved things and there's things unsaid. I think there will always be things unsaid, but I think some of the deep-rooted, seated things that are, like, icky and that you've maybe hurt other people in your life in certain ways, or yourself. Like, right. If you don't ever resolve that, and you died, and you didn't know you were going to die in two weeks, and you die in two weeks, then all that shit's still there. Mm. Along with you dying. So I just think, for me, as I think more about, about kids and legacy, and I think about, like, holy, like, what version of myself will I be when I've died Mm. and then like how am I to the people who are around me and love me at that time Mm -hmm. like I don't know but I think for me especially with kids I'm trying to be a bit more like together Mm. because even with now with a child I'm still going through evolutions of life and evolutions of with my trauma there right So, like, how is certain traumas gonna evolve with me, with a kid, throughout whatever chapter I spend as, like, in that part of my life, Mm -hmm. to when I get to close to the death day, like,
1: I see what you're saying. You know, I I think that's what this
0: whole, like, unexpected death and everything that's surrounded it has brought up for me, and then in the show, and all these other gems that are just dropping in the show... I've kind of, like, that's what I've rationalized from everything so far, like, these last couple weeks. Right. With the show included in all this reality for me, I think it's, like, yeah, like, once the summary of your life, which I believe is, like, when you're at your funeral, when we're going through that transitional phase when you die, right, um, what's left? Mm -hmm. And, like, what scars, what pain, what things what memories what is left and it is the memories that people have of you their experience with you of you like it's just that's it and it all boils down to that moment Mm -hmm. and I was like that was a big thing for me because regardless of like how someone has hurt you or whatever it is at that moment you're respectfully you know helping like a part of the transition, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but like you also are like that person had shit in their life too, right? That wasn't the best or the greatest, or they were struggling with, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's where it's like you gotta give people grace in that regard, where it's right? Like, right, you're still, however you are, however fucked up you are in whatever way, we all are so. Right. That's a good... That's Shit's a good way gonna out. look shitty for some people and it's gonna look more yeah, shitty yeah. than others. Like, it's just a part of your life. Yeah. Is to, you know, like, you were maybe not a great person and now you're a better person, like... Mm-hmm. In whatever way that could be, you know? And you may have hurt a lot of people, but I don't think you should, like... I don't think you should... Pay the price. Pay the price for the rest of your life. Right. But at least be honest with what it was mm-hmm. because then you don't heal it. And then... Who knows if that contributed to, like, what illnesses popped up in your body and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I believe in that. So, yeah. That's just what... Yeah, uh, because in the show, it's like they're tri- they've realized all these seasons. It's like all the outer work we do for the what people look like, all the issues that they truly have are internal. Mm -hmm. along with the people who are fixing their external they have internal stuff too but they think if I can help this person appear and look like they have it together like they have it together and what it is is not happening it's like they believe that theirs will you know and that's great that's
1: what what um distractions are and I feel like it, it makes so much sense like as you say it like that of course, I would want to work on the outer, mm-hmm. which, you know, will work on the inner, but yeah. it depends on the intention when right. working on the outer. And I yeah. think pertaining to the show, uh-huh. it's like I want the quick fix because I think it's going to be a quick fix internally. Yeah. And it's it's super like difficult
0: do this this round of filler. Yeah. And then when I look in the mirror. I'll see something different, so I think I'll be... Yeah. Different. Mm-hmm. And it's it's hard because you could see it, but if you don't believe it, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah.
1: And I think that when we don't focus on that piece of, like, the actual belief means that you, you trust in what you're seeing, and I don't even think that that's even the baseline. hmm I think that it's the quick fix for the quick internal fix, which we all know is impossible, um... And the show, if anything, is just showing to me that, like, not, not only are people sad, but, like, people are sad and greedy because they're going to take your money regardless. Yeah. Knowing that they're not... It, it is a band-aid that, that they're doing for you, mm-hmm. you know, most of the times. And um, when we don't deal with the inside, how it spews into other aspects of our life is absolutely terrible. And then we also forget the triggers that are going to happen anyways, Mm -hmm. even when we've worked through it. You know, no one's saying that it's not able to be overcome, but I think there's always going to be memories and flashbacks and reminders and instances that may shake up what you're working through. Um, But at least you're working through it. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, this show is like throughout the seasons, it's showing the evolution of like when people decide to see the light bulb. Even though it's always been there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's sad too. Because yeah. I've, there's been instances where I've done it too.
0: Yeah. And that's what makes it even more real. And I'm like, this show is really well done because I think it just shows you, which most HBO shows are like that, um, where they it's raw. It's raw. It's real. It's life. It's the nitty gritty. They go there. And life, in life, we all go there. We all get raw, and it's nitty gritty, it's real, your heart is open, whether you restrict it or not. You're literally the most exposed and vulnerable you'll ever be from the minute you are birthed. Right. Yeah. So, I just think, because I just seen a video of like, oh, it was a, at home birth and it was natural and it was all beautiful and like the baby was screaming and they were like oh my god we gotta like try to get the baby to like hush but like this kid's cold and he's in a new environment he didn't ask to be here like he's here now and it's completely disturbing what he was doing for the last nine months right and it was like yeah like he's having a moment and he's going through it because all this it's a lot Mm -hmm. and I think that's you constantly go through, like, many deaths, many births in life. Like, and like, it's, like, just because
1: we've all done it doesn't make it any less traumatic. hmm Based on how you're even able to deal with trauma. Yeah. You know? So it's, like, you have to start from scratch there, too. And, like, I agree with you. Just have grace for yourself. Have grace for other people because we're all definitely going through things. And, like, some of us want to work through it. Some of us aren't acknowledging it. Some of us aren't accepting of it. And I think that, you know, um, this past weekend has just taught me, like, if that's your choice not to, um, it's going to be a very sad life. Yeah. Um, and it's like, there's only so much that you can do when you intentionally want to be sad. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what sucks because, like, there are people who are still going to care for you, um... But the way in which that we're going to need to interact may be different because I don't want to stop caring about me by, you know, um, not testing you or not coming to you and and asking you about it.
0: Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. I think it's a show that anyone should watch. Um, I highly recommend it, but I also recommend taking a look at your life and seeing... What traumas have evolved along with you? And in what ways do they still show up? Mm. I'm curious to know in general, in life, in politics, what are the traumas or the evolution that you see continuing that's toxic, that needs to go for us all? I'm down. Any any closing thoughts there, bud? Um, tune into self, you know.
1: Don't try to outrun how you're feeling like sit in it be with it and accept it
0: mm-hmm. only then
1: can you heal it um mm, i like that that's my my closing piece as always interact with us on our instagram blackmagic Magic B-L-V-C-K, uh magique new episode sundays 11 a.m eastern standard time on the is what it is podcast i'm part a kivia co-host Hot B R T and uh tune into another episode. Thank you guys. Peace out.